Hi, and welcome to Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. If you're wondering what you can do with your degree, you're in the right place. You'll learn top tips and strategies you can apply to build an impactful career and meaningful life. Your host, Dr. Marin Wood, will share evidence-based research so that you can job search the smart way. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dr. Marin Wood. Thanks so much for joining me. So let's talk resumes. This is the, the topic we received the most questions about, and I have a lot to say on this. So in today's podcast, I want to talk about common resume mistakes we see people make during their job search. Job seekers tend to overestimate the importance of resumes in getting a job. Yes, you, it is important that you have a well-written resume um, that is tailored to jobs and that reflects your skills, experience, and education. You will need that at some point in your job search. But it's not the most important part of the job search, and it's not even the most interesting part of the job search. But like, I understand why people stress about resumes. It's something that you can control. You can think about and research how to get your resume through software scans, for example. You can think about margins or colors or fonts. We can quantify the number of resumes we're sending out as though that tells us progress. You know, I've applied for 200 jobs. This week, my goal is to submit 10 10 resumes. So it creates a nice metric for us where we can think that we're making progress in our job search. But to, to be successful in your job search, you need to rethink how the resume is actually part of your job search process. What is the purpose and function of the resume? And then how can you make changes in your strategy so that you can actually land more interviews? Now, I've spoken about this before on the podcast, but the resume is never the thing that gets anybody a job. A resume is an invitation for a conversation. That's it. And it's only one of the ways to be invited to have that conversation with an employer. Most of the time, a resume is not the best way to get an invitation for an interview. So that's mistake number one, relying on your resume to get you an interview. A survey by a career site, Job Vitae, found that only 15% of jobs were filled through online job boards like Indeed or Glassdoor, and 21% came from career sites like, like LinkedIn. 40% came through employee referrals. Out of every 100 referral applicants, seven will get hired. Out of applications submitted to job boards, only one out of 246 applicants will get hired. So one way, talking to people and getting referrals is 7% successful, while the other way has a less than 1% success rate. Companies hire through networks, but job candidates' behavior is very different. In the same survey, they found that less than 7% of job candidates were using referrals as part of their job search. Isn't that staggering? 40% of jobs are being filled through uh, employee referrals, and yet job candidates are not spending their time building connections and uh, with people who are working at companies of interest. They're instead trying to submit resumes to online job postings. And I know that some people will find these statistics very frustrating because, you know, there's a hope that the job hiring process would be more of a meritocracy, you know, of people being judged on their qualifications, i.e. their resumes. But what does a resume actually tell me? It's not very much. 
first of all, it, it doesn't actually tell me if I have a diverse applicant pool. You know, I can't really tell that just based on people's names. And I also just can't, I can also just hire people who've worked at great companies or have gone to elite schools. I can be like, oh, this person went to Harvard, let's hire them. So it doesn't actually help generate any kind of meritocracy. Relying on resumes alone, for example, to build a diverse applicant pool could really actually have the opposite effect. I might in fact end up with a very limited selection of candidates unless I work hard with my network and with recruiters to bring in diverse candidates for my positions. Resumes are also one or two pages long. That's not a lot of space to communicate your value. And I'll talk about this a little bit more in a minute, but again, relying on a resume alone to identify candidates wouldn't be very smart for the employer. And in fact, as a job candidate, you would, you would really not want people to judge you on a one-page document alone. It doesn't allow you to tell your story. And so, you know, again, if you're communicating and talking to people as part of your job search process, you have an opportunity to build networks, build connections, gather information, and share your story. A resume, in the end, isn't actually a very good document for either the employer or job candidate. It's why companies are increasingly adding things like assessments and other tools to evaluate potential candidates. Resumes just kind of suck, even good ones. And here's the other challenge for employers. If I, as an employer, post a resume to an online job board, and I've done this, I just get spammed. Companies like LinkedIn are making it even easier for people to do a terrible job at their job search, right? They have the like uh, quick apply where you can just submit a generic resume to any job that matches your key search terms. I mean, it's terrible. And the results are awful. I mean, when I hire, if I post a job, even on LinkedIn, which is a more successful place to po- to find candidates, I'll typically get maybe over 200 applicants within a, an hour or two. Well, almost all of them are not qualified for the position. They don't have the right education. They don't have the right training. They haven't, they don't have the right experience. They're just submitting resumes to any kind of job that comes along. And, you know, they might, they might be qualified, but at least their resumes indicate that they're not qualified or even interested in my job, right? If you're submitting a resume, a generic resume as quickly as possible to any job that comes along, I mean, that's a transactional relationship. That's not you actually wanting to work at my company. That's like, you just want a paycheck. And I'm not interested in candidates who just want a paycheck, right? I want to work with people who care about my organization and who want, and who want to build something together. And the other problem with resume spam is that, you know, I actually have to read them, at least give them a, a, a review. And because I'm a decent person, I also have to send rejection letters. It's exhausting. Going through resume spam can eat up an entire day or two or three, depending on how long I keep that job uh, listed on a place like LinkedIn. So my point is, as an employer, if I can avoid posting a job to an online job board, I absolutely will. That is the place of last resort, a place of desperation. It is an inefficient way for me to find candidates, and it's an inefficient way for candidates to find jobs that they want to work in or companies they want to work for. What I'll do instead is I'm going to post directly on my LinkedIn account so that only people connected to me, people who are familiar with my organization, will apply. And I'll quietly circulate the job ad to people I know, and I'll ask my team. 
And as an employer who's committed to diversity, I'll tell my network, you know, send me diverse candidates. And companies, not just small companies like mine, but small and large companies have ways to find diverse talent through their networks, by working with recruiters, and using tools like Handshake to hire new graduates. In addition to all of this, our research shows that networks are so important for helping people, helping PhDs and master's degree holders land jobs. Without a ton of direct industry experience, Graduate degree holders can really struggle if they're just relying on job boards to find a position. It's hard to make the case for yourself. It's hard to communicate what it is you've been doing while earning your degree and communicate how that sets you up for career success in like a couple hundred words on on one piece of paper. So that's a reason number one, that your resume might not be getting you interviews. It's because almost no one gets an interview by relying on a resume alone. They land interviews through their networks. And that's how you'll actually get your resume read by a hiring manager or recruiter. It will be through a network because relying on resumes alone just isn't going to cut it. Now, the second mistake is, and I kind of hinted at this already, but it's using a generic resume as part of your job application. A generic resume will, of course, make it easier for you to participate in the modern resume spam business, but it's not actually going to get you a job or an interview. Employers put a lot of time and energy into writing a job ad because that's the criteria they will be using to evaluate candidates. They're up front. This is what I'm looking for. If you ignore that criteria and just send me some generic resume that doesn't actually tell me, you know, if you have the skills, if you've done the job, how your education relates to the position, you know, what does that actually tell me your generic resume? Well, a generic resume tells me you just don't care. It says you're not interested in helping to build the organization. You're just looking for that paycheck, as I talked about already. And who wants to create a transactional relationship with employees? You know, companies are looking to build teams of people who want to work together to build something. Yes, of course, the employer needs to pay you, but that's not the only thing that needs to happen in an employee-employer relationship. We need to support each other. We need to communicate and collaborate. We need to be on the same page in terms of priorities. We need to find find that what we're doing is rewarding and satisfying. Ultimately, we need to care about our customers, products, services, and each other. Otherwise, you know, what's the point? So if you fire off a generic resume without taking the time to thoughtfully consider the problem the employer has and how they are looking for people to solve their problem, then you've just failed the most basic test of employability. If you cannot follow instructions, if you're not invested in the organization, then the employer is going to assume that you're not going to be a good part of the team. Now, absolutely, I am going to be interested in talking to someone who has taken the time to read my job ad and write a customized resume. Essentially, as a job candidate, you're engaging in in pitching, you know, like what they do in sales. A good pitch lets the potential customer know that you understand their problem. You have a solution to that problem. And yes, of course, the solution has a price tag, but that's part of sales. That's essentially what you're doing as a job candidate. And the first part of your pitch is your resume and cover letter. If I like your pitch, I'll invite you in for a longer conversation where we can evaluate if you're the right solution to the problem we have. You know, it's kind of interesting when you look at those statistics about the rare, how rare it is for a job candidate to get a job uh, when they apply through an online job board. I kind of wonder if it's the resume spam approach, you know, compared to the person who's taking the time to get a referral, 
that means that that job candidate is, is smart about their job search. They're more thoughtful and they're therefore more likely to write a customized resume for the position when they have the opportunity to apply. Now that's my hypothesis. I don't know and I don't have data, but it's interesting to think about. Okay, so just to summarize, your resume might not be getting you interviews because few people get interviews based on their resume. Check. And two, if you're not carefully tailoring your resume, then you're doing your job search wrong. A third reason why people sometimes struggle to get their resumes read by hiring managers is that they are, are taking a haphazard approach to their job search. They don't have the right experience for the position and they don't understand the industry. So professional career pathways are highly specialized and you need to be laser focused on landing a job for one career field of interest. You know, student affairs, project management, data science, UX research, these are all highly specialized career fields with their own discourses, theories, and practices. Let's say you have a PhD in anthropology and you want to move into UX research. The PhD in anthropology is a great foundation, but it's not enough. While UX research uses ethnography, you'll also be working in cross-functional teams, for example, and you'll be using very specialized software. So before you get that job, you're going to need to spend time to learn how to actually work in an industry setting, how to actually do UX research, the applicability of your skills, but then also developing new knowledge and expertise so you can be successful. And you'll do this through networking, online courses, internships, and contract work. All of these can help you make that translation for employers. Or as another example, let's say you have an MBA. That's great. But what exactly do you want to do? You know, an MBA can take you into a lot of different directions. Are you interested in business development, marketing and sales, process improvement? Are you leveraging your tech background along with your business acumen? You can't be applying for all, any and all job that asks for an MBA. That's too general. And you won't be successful in your job materials because you need to be specific and specialized. To be successful in a job search, you need to be clear on your goals and priorities. What career field are you actually targeting? And then evaluate, do you have the right skills and knowledge? And if not, how will you fill that gap? You need to be able to adopt the language of that specific career field and talk about your work experience in a way that connects with hiring managers and employers in that industry and in that sector. You know, EdTech is not the same as working in K-12, and FinTech isn't the same as EdTech. You need to be careful about how you're applying. Research, understand the, the career landscape so that you can effectively communicate your value to potential employers. Finally, you want to make sure you're targeting, targeting the right positions. This can be very tricky for PhDs and master's degree holders. We often have more education than people are expecting, but we also lack direct linear work experience. So when someone tells you you're overqualified, you're not actually overqualified. If you don't have any experience or direct linear experience, you can't be overqualified. What they're actually saying is that you're over-credentialed and under-linear work experienced. So to overcome this obstacle, you need professionals working in career fields of interest to help navigate you through the job search process. You need help identifying those entry-level positions where you can gain experience so that you can move up in your career. But not every entry-level position is going to be right for a candidate with advanced degrees. Now, for those of you who are using the master's degree to help you with a career pivot, it's the same challenge. Yes, you have a background in the professional workforce, but now you're looking to leverage your graduate degree to move into a new career field. And you're going to just look odd on paper. They'll be like, why is this high school teacher making this career transition? Or why is this person who was a software engineer now moving into data science? 
but I know you'll be a great candidate. You just have to make that case to people. And the best way to do that is by networking. Always, always, always remember people hire people. They hire people that they believe they can work well with, who will make a contribution to the organization. They hire people, not paper, into positions. And they hire people into positions where they believe the person will be happy and thrive. Which is why for those of us who aren't traditional entry-level job candidates, it can be tricky to find those positions that will be right for us. Because an employer doesn't want to hire you if you'll be bored, because you'll just leave. And they don't want to hire you into a position where you're going to be over your head, where you lack the right experience, because then you'll fail. And they don't want you to fail either. So finding best career fit as a PhD in career transition, or as a master's degree holder approaching their job search, either for the first time, like you've just come out of uh, university for the first time, or in career transition, it can be really tough to find that sweet spot. And that's why you just can't do this alone. The, the last thing I want to say is, again, resumes make for nice metrics. I applied for 300 jobs. I've applied for 20 this week, but they're the wrong metric. Rather than focusing on the number of resumes you're sending out, think about the number of people you're connecting with. And then think about the quality of those connections, because quality matters over quantity when it comes to networks. And then think about how many interviews you're landing. As those go up, then you can measure the success of your job search. So I'm connecting with more people. I'm developing good relationships with a handful of people in my professional network, people I didn't know two months ago. And now I'm being referred for four positions. And I've actually interviewed twice now for jobs. Those are better metrics to measure progress in your job search than the numbers of resumes you're submitting cold to online job boards. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Job Search the Smart Way, a podcast for graduate students and PhDs. For more resources to help you launch your next great career, be sure to visit beyondprof.com and sign up for our free events. And remember, smart people work everywhere.